does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Welcome into Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff. On this episode, Mike and I catch up just some things we've been trying and cooking and uh, some recommendations of what we will be making and eating soon. We also touch uh, base with Dan Raskin from Manny's Deli. They have a cool collaboration coming up, a Kanish series. And uh, for more on that, uh, here's our conversation with Dan Raskin from Manny's. Now joining us on the Chicago's Very Own Eats podcast is Dan Raskin once again with Manny's Deli, the iconic brand here in Chicago. Mike and I uh, took a trip to Manny's last year and had a chance to talk with Dan. You got some exciting things going on at Manny's, uh, Dan. The Kanish series, which with some other iconic brands in Chicago, Gene and Giorgetti's, uh, Soul and Smoke, Piccolo Sonio, Three Little Pigs. Uh, first of all, thanks for jumping on the podcast again. We always appreciate it. Talk about the Kanish series. What is it? How did it start? And uh, what should people expect from it? So I've, I've honestly been dreaming this thing up for about 20 years. And I've always been a big fan of Kanish's um, um, trips to New York. Um, it's like a big staple in the Jewish cuisine. And uh, they actually have a, some restaurants that's all Kanish's in New York. So I've always kind of loved that idea and wanted to bring it over to Manny's. So I basically put together some of my favorite restaurants and favorite people around Chicago, and uh, we were coming up with conditions uh, that each each restaurant can uh, have some influence on, and uh, we're also using it to raise some money for some charities. So, which other restaurants? What, what like what can people expect with the condition? I mean, like I said, Gina Giorgetti's Three Little Pigs. If where all of these, I even see Trip and Billy Pizza in here, all of these participating restaurants, anybody can go to and and get these knishes. Is that how it works? No, so they're going to be uh, only available at the restaurant at Manny's. Nice. So, so we're going to be uh, we're, we're still developing a lot of the recipes with, with our partners, but we wanted to get some people excited about it, so we we launched the information about it. But just think of like some of your favorite items from each one of those places and. Uh, they're going to be in Kanish form here at Manny's. I love it. When can people expect to uh, to try these? Next week. Uh, we're going to have our first restaurant up next week. And then we're going to, uh, right next week, we're going to announce the lineup and uh, the recipes for everybody. So we're super excited to share. Um, just, like, for me, a great personal project to be able to work with all these awesome restaurants. Uh, like, if, if you really look at the groups, they're all Chicago-owned restaurants that are people who have just worked really hard in our industry to, to keep Chicago on the industry scene. So I'm really excited about that. People love collaborations, I think, especially here in Chicago, and we're so proud of our food culture and the, some of the iconic brands that we have in the city. So when we do get a chance to see them come together, it's very exciting for us Chicagoans. Yeah, I mean, just as exciting as for you guys, it's awesome for us because as owners it's hard for us to to get out of our 
busy lives running our own businesses. So to be able to take the time and to hang out with each other and, and talk and chat and catch up and, and create things together is, is one of the, the, the best parts about the job. Well, it's interesting you say that because we just did an episode, I think, a couple months ago with John Carruthers from Crossfront Pizza, who did the collaboration with you for one of his pizzas. And you've done some other ones, including with Pipeworks and Chicago ba- uh, Bagel Association. So I'm in, in, intrigued to hear more about like what the creative collaboration process is like with these restaurants. I think you were talking about getting the recipes together. What's that? What's that communication like? What what goes into that? process typically when when we start with these um there are people that we're already friends with like people that we know and we enjoy each other's foods like a lot of them are customers of ours and we're customers of theirs and uh we it just it just starts as that but it also is great that we get to share each other's network of customers and and uh invite them to know what manny's is and invite the manny's customers to know who who uh we're working with so I mean, there's a lot of people who maybe have never made it down to Brown Sugar Bakery. So when they come here and try the Brown Sugar Bakery Kanish, um, they're going to be like, wow, I really want to go see what this bakery is and what, and what it's like and, and drive down to, to Chatham and give it a try. And um, I mean, even like people like Soul & Smoke, these are um, companies that are founded in Chicago and we... We're just able to work with them and, and get their best flavors working together with ours. Uh, right when we were calling you, you were trying a Kanish. Dan, give, give us a, give us a little preview. What, which one were you trying, um, and what can people expect there? So right now, we, we were actually just trying one of our Kanishes because we're working on one for St. Patrick's Day for us, Ooh. and uh, it's going to be it's a corned beef Kanish. So uh, nice. that that is part of it. Was also for us is that we've always really had one type of Kanish here. And there's all different types of finishes, different doughs, different ways to make them. So this was really fun that we we actually pulled out some old recipes of things that we used to do 40, 50 years ago. And uh, I, I made sure my dad remembered how to do them before he showed me how to do it. But, but we were able to, to remake some of these recipes and, and help them fit with some of these iconic restaurants we're working with. What's your favorite thing to eat at Manny's, Dan? I, um, I'm a big pastrami fan, uh, but right up there with it is the short ribs. I mean, to me, our short ribs are fall off the bone. Really, it's like a sweet bite. It's very meaty. They're they're awesome. It's tough to top short rib. I think if I could have one meal for the rest of my life, I might go mashed potatoes and short rib. Just just the best you could you could get. Um, when is the busiest time of year for Manny's? Um, we're actually pretty busy right during November, December area, like right around the holidays, but we're, we stay pretty busy when it's colder outside. People want to get this this good comfort food, stay warm all winter. So when a lot of restaurants are busy in the summer, we're definitely busier when the weather's cooler. Always a good time to go to Maddie's, especially this time of year. Mike? Yeah, no, I, I need to get over there right now. Now I'm back in the office, back downtown again. Dan, I'm going to come visit you ASAP, especially with the new uh, Kanish series k- kicking off. I'm still thinking about the Kanish we tried when we went, like, months back. Yes. I need it, I need this new one it ASAP. Was, it was fantastic. Uh, so, Dan, um, I guess just before we let you go, uh, this will start next week, and then how, how long is the whole series going on for, all these collaborations with the other restaurants? 
Should we have nine different uh, conditions? So it'll be a nine-week uh, series, and it's going to start on Monday. So uh, we're we're just super excited to to give it a, a try, and hope everybody comes in, and hope uh, we do get some people who get to try online of them. Mike and I will be swinging by. That's uh, Dan Raskin, our good friend from Manny's Deli, the iconic uh, brand here in Chicago, doing very cool things, collaborating with some other great restaurants and locations in the Chicago area. Dan, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks again to Dan Raskin for joining us on the podcast. Always great to talk to Dan and see what's going on over at Manny's. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff. And uh, Mike, last podcast, we discussed how you were on a journey to find a new favorite pizza spot. And you've got uh, some big news. You're checking out a new spot tonight. I know. I'm so excited about this. We talked about, I think it's pizza fried chicken ice cream that closed you know before yeah, it was in we bridgeport talked. and everybody loved it yeah and i never got a chance to try it well they've got a location over in westmont out my direction uh called the uh kim's uncle pizza okay and apparently this is some of the best thin crust like anyone's ever tried so yeah, i did some scouting on it looks fantastic real thin tavern style mm-hmm. nice kind of crust around the edge of it and it's like all they do uh like along with a couple other sandwiches and they offer some like vintners chips so that's super chicago that's super chicago very nice have you tried any other uh, pizzas since we last talked so i've made pizza i've oh i did try uh from fire and wine some uh some pizzas from there that was fantastic there was a short rib pizza oh my goodness dude i recently made a short rib chili that was fantastic oh please tell me more well, it's uh, you use some guajillo peppers. You turn that into a chili paste. You sear your short ribs. Uh, add some onions, jalapenos, some other seasonings. Add some some broth in there. You put the short ribs back in, and you just let it go for. I think I did it for about three and a half hours or so. Wow. And then you take the short rib out. You shred all the meat, uh-huh. uh, and then you put it back into the you know everything into the the liquid and everything else in the pot. And you just kind of let it simmer. And you're good to go. Such good comfort food for this time of year, too. Yeah, I know. I'm running out of ideas to cook with the Dutch oven because I've done just about everything you can do. You can only braise so much, but there's <laughs> it's tough to top, uh, you know, a Saturday or Sunday kind of just hanging out watching football and knowing you got some meat going on your stovetop for a few hours. Uh, you only got a couple more weeks of the football watching. Yes. So. Uh, well, I'll be doing some pulled pork on the Super Bowl. That's uh, what I did last year, and it was great. That's also, I do that in the Dutch oven as well. I would love to smoke it, but... Uh, that's not the current situation. So, um, yeah, I've been cooking quite a bit. I've got some things on tap this weekend, maybe some kind of pasta dish for, for Sunday's games as as well. Um, what else has been on your radar lately, Mike, in the food department? So, you know, this past week and actually next week is Chicago Restaurant Week. Yeah. They say Chicago Restaurant Week, which actually goes for 17 days. It's totally fine. I'm not going to judge on that front. And I've actually never experienced Chicago Restaurant Week. I haven't gotten to try a bunch of things. So I did a bunch of searching of, you know, what should you do during Chicago Restaurant Week? Where are the really good deals? And it's pretty awesome. There's tons of these places that you probably wouldn't get to go to or, you know, whether it's too expensive or maybe not your style, but they have these great kind of fixed prices for specific meals for a bunch of places. Have you done Chicago Restaurant Week before? Uh, I have, yeah. It's great. I mean, typically the restaurants, if they're open for lunch, will do something for lunch uh, and then for dinner. Um, price ranges from, you know... Uh, just looking here. If you go to ChooseChicago.com, you can see all the restaurants. And the website's great, actually, because you can break it down into areas wherever you live or wherever you want to go, and it shows you all the restaurants participating. 
most restaurants are participating. So,、um, you know,、uh, $42 dinner or、uh, $25 brunch, things like that. I have done it before. It's great. I mean, you, you get a little bit of something,、uh, you know, it's a great value type meal thing. And、um, yeah, in some spots where you, you probably. Might not think to go because maybe it's a little bit more expensive. You can get a full meal with multiple courses for a very reasonable price. Where's somewhere that you've tried when you did I that? I think we did one of the Siena's, Bar Siena in the West、yeah. Loop. What's the one in the West Loop? Is it Bar Siena? I think it's Bar Siena. Bar, Bar Siena's Siena, awesome. I think I might have done Avli at some point too.、Ooh. So、um, you can find some really good deals. I haven't done it yet this year, but it's a great concept because this time of year is when people, you know, Whether they're doing a dry January or just kind of getting back in shape, some people might not think to go out to eat. And obviously, restaurants in January, after all the holiday craze, typically aren't overly packed.、Um, so, it's a great opportunity to help bring some more business for the restaurants for a couple of week, weeks and for people to go out for、uh, more of. I don't even know if budget's the right word because it's not like you're getting a budget type meal or anything, but、mm-hmm. you can get it for a more reasonably priced. Um, cost than you normally would. I did find a list from Time Out Chicago that has eight deals、okay. to go through. Can I run these yeah, with you? Yeah, give it to us. So, Jeffrey May, got to give him credit for putting this together. And、uh, it's different,、uh, kind of different kinds of deals.、Uh, the editor's choice is Boca,、uh, which.、Uh, It looks like it's been around for about 20 years, and they have a、uh, four course dinner for $59、uh, during restaurant week. That includes、uh, hot and cold appetizers, dry aged beef tartare, and duck leg ravioli. That、Oof. sounds fantastic. I'm all for that.、Uh, a best brunch would be ABBA. I haven't, I, let us entertain you, ABBA, actually. And、uh, for $25,、uh, you can pick a spread or mez to snack on as you wait for、uh, what looks like、uh, short rib、uh, shashuka. Did I、mm-hmm. pronounce that right? Sure. And grilled chicken kebabs. So kebabs. You can kebabs. go some kebabs there.、Uh, best lunch, Gene and Giorgetti. I've never had Gene and Giorgetti, and I've only heard good things. It's a cool vibe in there. One、yeah. of the older restaurants in downtown Chicago. So, and,、uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very cool,、uh, very cool inside, old school Italian spot. Yeah, so that, they've got a $25 meal that,、uh, from their lunch menu,、uh, dishes such as the garbage salad and boneless chicken a l l a Joe. Wow.、Uh, you'll also get a sweet treat like tiramisu or Italian cookie gelato. Italian cookie gelato. I'm all for that. One of the restaurants I went to over the holidays was Bazaar Meats by Jose Andreas. It's on、oh, Wacker,、yeah? uh, 120 North Wacker Street. And for $60 a person, because that place could get pricey. And、uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it was an incredible meal. It was a, a tasting type menu. So there w a s like, I don't know, 11, 12 dishes they brought out that were just delicious. But I'm looking at theirs for $59. Bucks, and I had this. They had a cotton candy foie gras. Ooh. It's cotton Fu- candy. Please don't. It's a stick with foie gras, <laughs> foie gras on the top with cotton、okay. candy around it. So you get like the sweet of the cotton candy. And then by the time you're done with that, you get to a piece of foie gras, which is salty and savory. So you can do that. They also have bagels and lox cone as well. Um, that's a pretty good deal for a place like this. Oh, I love、meat. that. And it was one of the more, I mean, the service was great, but it, the place was absolutely bumping. I mean, they have a bar on the first level, more of a bar type seating, which is still a huge space, and every seat was full. And then upstairs is the dining room, and every seat was full. So put it on the list because I could,、yeah. I, I would 
been there, and it was just an incredible meal. Another one that comes up here is Piccolo Sonio, who yeah. has like the most options. Is what Piccolo Sonio is so good. I've never had. What did you get there? Oh, uh, I've been there multiple times. Yeah. All their pastas are good. They have one of the better outdoor patios in the summer. It's just great. It's it's a huge space, and they have cool lights hanging over the patio. Yeah, Piccolo Sonio is fantastic. Today's one of those days where I really miss patio season. Yeah, it's a time of year. I know. I've been thinking about that too where it's just like, alright, can we get to like March and maybe get a couple reasonably warm days where we can go stand outside and drink somewhere? Yeah, and on the river, something like right. that. So they say you can feast on Nana's meatballs, swimming in tomato sauce, pappardelle. I love pappardelle. With wild boar ragu and four cheese ravioli and flaky uh, Milan fo- fogli. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Sorry, getting making involuntary noises as I'm reading here. But um, you know, what are some other things that's been on your radar for the last week? Um, well, I, I found a couple of stories here, Mike. Yeah, and I thought might interest you. There's a job out there that will pay you one thousand dollars to eat cheese every night. Every night? How long is that going for? Uh, I haven't read that far. <laughs> but it's, uh, you got to eat a variety of cheeses before going to bed every night for three months straight. Okay, so is this is there like a study here that's yes, like it's a study? They want to see how cheese affects your sleep and if it gives you nightmares or whatever it, it might gives be. Me nightmares. Okay, I Certain think I foods be... give people weird dreams. Yeah. Uh, I've heard uh, <laughs> uh, red meat. I've heard that for some people. Um, so yeah, if you want to try to do this, uh, I could use another extra thousand dollars. I yeah, mean, thousand dollars to eat cheese every night for three months. I think I could do that. My wife would be all about this just because she loves cheese so much. And Kevin Wells in the WGN newsroom, who I had on the podcast, yeah, when we were out uh, doesn't like cheese. Why? Uh, did, well, we, you didn't listen to the episode, Mike. You know, I was busy with a baby. I'm so sorry. But tell me why again? Does he not like cheese? Um, I think the texture for a lot of it. He's just not a cheese guy. I always thought it was like a Packers thing. Like he just hated the Packers. No, so I know. I know he's a Bears fan, but I don't think he took it that far. <laughs> you did do it during uh, Packers week. So. You can go to uh, let's see the application page: sleepjunkie.com/slash get paid to eat cheese. There are more details there. We can go and try to sign up for this one thousand uh, dollar paycheck where you could eat cheese every night, and uh, they will study you and see how it affects your sleep. The applications close on February tenth. I got so time. I got time. You got uh, about a week and a half here to figure that out. Do you think you could ever get tired of cheese? Um, I don't think so. Maybe a specific cheese if I overdid it on a specific cheese. But yeah, I love me some some good cheese. Uh, are you a fan of Oreos, Mike? Huge fan of Oreos. So Oreos launching a limited edition cookie uh, that comes stuffed with other Oreos. Wow. Wow! Wow! So, so I what need, a reaction. I need, like, no, I do love Oreos, and I, I was a big fan of the like mega stuff Oreo. Okay, which that's kind of what this is. But it, but it looks like it has more cookie within it. Is that yeah, how like that two, is? The two cookie crackers, whatever they refer to uh-huh. as, are a little bit bigger, and then the stuffing is a cookies and cream stuffing. Ooh. So it's like. A bigger Oreo, and then the do they call it the cream inside or whatever it is? The yeah. cream filling is actually like an Oreo type filling. So I think that is something I need to have around Super Bowl time because I always treat the Super Bowl as just being the ultimate consumer, you know, because you just get thrown all these ads for, you know, uh, Tostitos and uh, Pizza Hut, things like that. I would be all about, I think that's a good enough reason for me to get that for sure. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the metaverse. They've got some sort of partnership with that, whatever that is. But anyway, really? that's uh, a lot. 
you can pre-order them at Oreo.com. Uh, they'll be available to retailers nationwide starting on January 30th. So just a few days away, Mike, you can stock up for the big game. Can I share a quick hack that I like to do with, sure. with Oreos? I like to take the chocolate cookie and uh-huh. dip it. After I've like already eaten the cream, One once I can have the cream on, I take the other cookie and dip it in uh, peanut butter. Uh, nice. That's a, yeah. Are you a creamy or crunchy peanut butter guy? I am a creamy peanut butter guy. Oh, I could do crunchy though by itself. Like absolutely. Just take a spoon. I'm good with that for a while. I just haven't done it forever. Yeah, extra trunk, uh, chunky is the way to go. And also some news here: uh, multiple uh, media spots reporting that there's a new restaurant going into the Tavern on Rush location, which closed in the fall, which has been a staple here in Chicago forever. Man, yeah. Gold Coast Dining, a new restaurant called The Bellevue. Uh, at 1031 North Rush Street, the longtime location of Tavern on Rush. New restaurant going in called The Bellevue. And it sounds like the concept is pretty similar to Tavern on Rush. Kind of ups, upscale. <laughs> um, you know, whatever Tavern. I mean, from what I've seen, it kind of, you know, the design inside is a little bit different. But it's, you know, the perfect location. Great and, patio uh, out front. Huge patio uh, for a lot of people to check out as well. See, that's another thing that makes me wish it was spring already. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm thinking about St. Patrick's Day and the hope that we have you know a warm weekend around then where we can all go out and find a good patio. Uh, that would be a good time as well. I'm all for it. Are you? So, what are you kind of preparing for? I think we touched on a little bit ahead of the Super Bowl. Are you thinking about your eats for Super Bowl time? I think we ought to do a separate episode for it. But oh yeah, for sure. Just uh, uh, last year, I kind of went big and probably made way too much food. The night before, I actually braised some short ribs and then shredded the meat. Mm-hmm. And then for nachos, instead of making like a nacho platter, I actually made homemade tortilla chips i got some tortillas i quartered them and i fried them in some oil Dude. and then i kind of bent them a little bit to almost not like a full scoop but a little bit of a scoop and um and then with the short rib which was seasoned with all kinds of stuff i actually put a little bit of short rib in each individual tortilla and then covered that with some cheese and then hit them in the oven for a couple minutes to melt the cheese and then topped them with like a jalapeno oh my gosh yeah so we did that and then i also did um on actual super bowl sunday Made some pulled pork, which was fantastic. I make the pulled pork in the Dutch oven, take the pork out, shred it up, and then in the drippings of all that, that's I make the barbecue sauce in that. That sounds fantastic. Very good. I'm wondering, would it be worthwhile if we just put together a couple recipes that we put on our page come Super Bowl time? Sure, definitely. Just um, some... Some Kevin and Mike recipes ahead of your Chicago's Very Own Eats recipes ahead of the Super Bowl. I like that. If there's anyone else out there that wants to share some, feel free to send them our way, too, because we'll just put that in there because, I mean, you know us. We love food, and we make great food. So um, we are actually – we're going to go to my parents earlier in the day, and around Valentine's Day, my family likes to do this thing called Red Dinner. Okay. Where – just think of any food that you associate with red, mm-hmm. and my parents have that out for you. So we have like heart-shaped pizza, pasta, wow. ribs, strawberries, red grapes. They even throw in some red jello. Thing like um, it, it gets wild, but it, it's something you have fun with every year. So we're going to be actually doing that for lunch of uh, Super Bowl Sunday before we head back. I don't know if I'm going to have an appetite for the rest of the Super Bowl, but. That's going to be fantastic. So that's your, your, it's like a Valentine's Day thing on the Super Bowl? Well, because we're not going to be able to do Valentine's Day together. Uh, it's a Tuesday. So my mom has asked, hey, why don't you come up for lunch on the day of the Super Bowl to wow. do our red dinner for lunch? 
and I'm all for it. I can't wait. That'll be a big day. You're gonna, you're not going to have any room for Super Bowl food. I'll make some. I think <laughs> so. I'll make so. some for the Oreo Oreos. Uh, that does sound very good. Uh, we have uh, plenty more to come on Chicago's Very Own Eats. We'll uh, we'll talk uh, some Super Bowl food coming up, yep. um, some recipes, and uh, plenty more to come. Any other final thoughts before we uh, sign off here, Mike? So my pizza order tonight, I'm going to run it by you real quick, see what okay. you think. I'm going to do the pepperoni with this like spicy honey drizzle. Ooh, there you go. And then the other one, uh, I'm going to do the Italian beef with J.P. Graziano's Jardinera. Wow. Yeah. We'll we'll be looking forward to your report back as Mike continues his pizza journey. This is another episode of Chicago's Very Own Eats. For Mike Piff, I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. (laughs) 